Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are taking up my time. Sit down. Sit down. (laughs) Between y'all clapping and him taking up all my time, I'm like, sit down, sit down. No, it is going to cost them a lot. However, it's not going to be financial. I've been working on my message for a few weeks, but I've also been um, working on my honeydew list. So he will be very busy in the weeks to come. I'm super excited about this SPF series, our summer prayer focus. I love that it's for everyone, no matter where your walk is with the Lord, where you, whether you've been in prayer, um, been a prayer warrior for many years, or maybe you're new to this thing called prayer, um, it's for everyone. I do wanna say right off the bat that, you know what, it doesn't really matter what you say to God, as long as you say something, as long as you're praying the word, God can hear you. I think sometimes what happens is we get so caught up in, what to say or how to say it, that we end up just not saying anything. And you know what? God doesn't care. He can see your heart. So as long as you come before him and you say something, he can use it. You got to get the word down on the inside of you so that you can speak it out over your life. Um, God wants you to talk to him like you would talk to a friend. You know, a close friend, when you get together and you're carrying on a conversation and you're talking with them, or maybe you're telling a story or whatever, and you maybe can't figure out the right word to say or you lose your train of thought or whatever, what usually happens? A close friend can finish your sentences and God wants to be that close friend in your life. Uh, What I've learned over the years is that um, as long as I'm talking to him, everything's okay. He's using, as long as I talk to him, he can use what I say. So don't get so caught up on necessarily what you say. Just say something to him. But the most important thing is he can't use anything I don't give him. So therefore I have to read the word so that I know the word. So therefore God can perform the word in my life because I'm speaking it out. And I know for some of us, this can be very overwhelming. This is a big overwhelming thing for me. I don't like to pray out loud at all. Not at all. Um, it's a fear of mine. I've done, I've struggled with it my whole entire life. You know, reading the Bible is hard for me. King James Version is nowhere near anywhere in my Bible collection. I just don't understand it. And you know what? That's okay. What I've learned is, um, you know, I still have the Bible that my dad bought me when I graduated from high school. And it's a student's Bible. It's a spirit-filled life student's Bible. And I love it. And for a long time, I'd put it in a cover and I would only take it certain places if I had to bring it out because I um, was embarrassed about it. And what I've learned as I've gotten older and the longer that I've been in ministry is, you know what, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter because there's other people around me that go through the same thing. As long as I'm reading the word and I can understand it, it doesn't matter what version it is. It doesn't matter what kind it is, as long as it works for me. So I say that to say, you know what, don't get caught up in, um, having to have something a certain way. Don't get caught up in, you know, maybe your husband does one thing or your friend that brought you to the Lord, he read, they read one thing. Don't worry about that. Get whatever works for you. Whatever works for you is what's gonna cause you to grow in the Lord. And you know, I've brought some materials that have really been a blessing and worked for me over my, oh, um, over my life the past several years. Anytime I ever say anything about materials, I always say this one, Stormy O'Mardian's Power of a Praying Wife. This is my go-to for everything because I just feel like um, he needs more prayer than any area um, in my life. So... 
I always, if I don't have time to pray, um, I move over here and get farther away. If I don't have time to pray, I always pray this one. And most importantly, I love it because, well, there's several things, but um, I love that there's 30 chapters. I can read one a day. I love, um, like today is um, the 22nd, so it's praying over his emotions. You know, men have emotions too, and so we need to learn how we can pray and come alongside them, and this book really helps. Um, it, it has a little devotion, and then my most favorite, my most, most, most favorite thing about um, all of her books are, she gives me a prayer. I don't have to come up with my own prayer. If I can, that's great. If I can't, I can just read her prayer and pray it, put Don's name in there and pray it over my life and over his life. And then at the back of it, after each chapter, it gives you uh, scriptures and material that you can go back in that emphasizes that. So that's my um, most favorite one, Power of a Praying Wife. Gentlemen, they have Power of a Praying Husband too. So then therefore, you can pray for your wife. But maybe you're in here this morning and you know, you're not married, but you want to be married. Get this book, either one, whatever um, gender you are, get the book and start praying it over your future relationship that God has in store for you. I love this one too. This is a newer one in my collection, um, Praying God's Will for Your Life. It's by the same author. It's the same um, kind of setup, you know, where it has a little devotion and then it's got the prayer that you pray at the end. You know, um, today's chapter is praying to know God more as a heavenly father. You know, there's some of you in here that didn't have a great heaven, didn't have a great earthly father, but how important it is to know um, what the father has in store for us, what your heavenly father has in store for you. And so that's a great thing. This is one of my favorites as well. It's by Miss Dodie Osteen. Um, great, great, love this, treasure it. Choosing life one day at a time. You know, maybe reading a whole chapter, there was a time that that was a lot for me. That was just, could be overwhelming. Um, but this one is even better because um, if you don't have all of that time or that's overwhelming, it's okay. Get something that works for you. This is just a one page, one day or you read your, um, you read the devotion, you read your scripture, and then you read your prayer. And so whatever works for you, one of my other things that I do try to do um, every, every, every single day is the YouVersion app. You know, we're in a world of social media and technology and everything. And the YouVersion app is fabulous. If you don't have it, I encourage you to download it. It's for free, but they have all different kinds of studies that you can do on it. Whether you're married, you're single, you're young, you're old, you um, have kids. Um, right now I'm doing with a friend reading the Bible through in a year and we just went through and found a version that works for us. And you know, one of the features that I really like is, um, you know how you can have a Snapchat streak? You can have a version streak. You can, it counts the days that you've read it every day in a row and it also counts the weeks. And you know what, there's a lot of times that um, I lose my streak and I get really sad and I get really frustrated, but you know what, I can't let that beat me up. I can't let that get into me and be like, oh, I'm just a loser, I can't do this. No, I either go back and make up the days that I missed or I just start where I'm at. So don't let the devil come in and do any kind of condemnation in your life. You know what, find something that works for you and just do that. Um, because that's what's gonna work. If you do it, it'll work. If you don't do it, you're not giving him anything to use. Um, I wanna tell you a story really fast. Um, my most, most embarrassing moment of my entire life, I was in middle school, um, involved in church my, uh, my whole life. My parents, we grew up in church and everything, and um, I was in youth, and the youth pastor at the time asked me to pray over everyone that was there that night to have a good week. And so 
I did. Even though I didn't want to, I still did it. And you know what I did? I said, devil, I thank you for the plan and the purpose that you have in our life. Father, I thank you that you will guide our steps. We'll walk in the path that you have for us. And Jesus, I just serve you. Notice that you have no authority over our life. You have no place um, in it. And so, you know what? You, you laugh. Um, it was so humiliating. It was so embarrassing. And I can laugh about it now. Um, I laugh more because the funny thing is I still do that today. There's times that we're in staff prayer or we're in a prayer meeting or we're praying or whatever. And I still am like, you know, here we go, wrong, backwards, the wrong thing. And I just either correct myself if I catch it. And if not, I just keep on going and keep on rolling because the big thing is, you know what? God sees my heart. He knows what I'm trying to say. And really, he's the only one that matters. Yeah, I want it to make sense and I want it to sound really good to to whoever's in the room listening, but ultimately it really doesn't matter. He's the one that needs to know. He's the one that needs to hear um, my heart. And so um, the over the series, we've heard the very first message was by Pastor Cody, and it was leading your nations, praying for your leaders of the nation, leaders and your nation or leaders of your nations and everything. The second week um, was Pastor Josh, and it was praying for the lost. And then last week, we had child dedication, and then also Pastor Rob, and he did praying for your families. And so you got me today. And I'm going to pray for starting your day off right. So at this time, if you didn't get one of these little flyers at the door when you came in, this is, um, the ushers are gonna give them to you. This is kind of your notes for today. Um, so we're gonna pray uh, and just I'm just gonna share on for a little bit on starting your day off with prayer. You know, Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I've really been thinking about that scripture. And you know, sometimes we have a vision for our future and I think that's great. We need to have a vision, but what about our vision for each and every day? What about every day when you get out of bed? What are you thinking about? What are you expecting for your day? This morning, I just wanna encourage all of us that we need to get a vision for our each and every day, a vision of expectancy. Expect and pray that God's gonna move on your behalf, a vision of achievement. Pray that you will achieve everything that God has for you to achieve today. A vision of hope. Pray and ask God that he's got a great plan and purpose for your life. There's a reason that he's put you on this earth. So why don't we pray and ask him to get a vision of hope for our future. Ephesians 5.15 says, look carefully how you live. Live purposely, worthily, and accurately making the most of the time. I think sometimes that um, we have to realize that we don't know where we're going, so therefore we don't know where we're going to end up. You have to have a vision and you have to stay focused. We often say as Christians that we're just believing God for big things. I want to let you know today that you know what? The God that you're believing for big things is just as important as the God who wants to be involved in your life for the small things. To God, big or small, they're both important to him and they're just as valuable to him. So I want to challenge each and every one of us this morning to believe God for the small things as well, to believe God to do a great thing thing in your life each and every day by starting your day off right. So we've put together the little handout, just a scripture, just some of scriptures, basically really a tool that you can use to help you before you even get out of bed. You know, I know some of you, when you hear starting your day off right, you think of 
coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm Dr. Pepper. Um, but some of you think of coffee, you know, and so this is just something that you can read over yourself and your family as you're sitting there having your morning cup of coffee. It's been a good um, help for me and just something I've gone off of for many years. And so I just believe that that's going to be a help for you as well. So let's get started. Number one, Today is going to be a great day. Thank you, Lord, that today is going to be a great day because according to Psalms 118.24, it says this is the day that the Lord has made. So that means that this day doesn't have to line up with what I'm going through. This day has to line up with the one who made it. And who is that? The creator of the universe made your day. And so my, I don't have to be determined by how I'm feeling or what I'm going through. No, my day has to line up with the word of God, but I have to speak it out over my life. Also, you can't have a great day if all you're thinking about is yesterday. Man, I shouldn't have yelled at my kids last night. I really wish I'd have put a little bit more effort into that project. Oh, I was so short with my husband this morning. Isaiah 43.10 says, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Stop living in regret and stop dreading things. I think some of us can lay in bed and we just dread life. We dread the laundry, we dread the dishes, we can dread going to work, we can dread a project that's going on at work, we can dread the fact that we've got to meet with a client or a boss. We dread this and we dread that and that we find ourselves dreading the day that is before us before we even get up for the day. So we have to start off our day and get up and say, today is going to be a great day. Lamentations 3.23 says, his mercies are new every morning and great is his faithfulness. This is a new day. So I messed up yesterday. That's okay. I have to do better. Today is a new beginning. Your current life's condition cannot talk God out of what he thinks about you. You have to remember that what you've gone through or what you're going through cannot talk God out of loving you. The creator of heaven and earth loves you so dearly. There's not anything that you've done in your past or that you could do in your future that is going to cause God to stop loving you. And I think that's so important that we get to, um, that we get in our hearts and that we understand. And so number one was starting your day um, off right. Number one with starting your day off right is today is going to be a great day. Number two, today I choose joy. Today I choose joy. Psalm 1611 says, in your presence is fullness of joy. So how do we get joy? We get into God's presence. We get into the word every day. Again, find something that works for you. Psalms 30 verse five says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So I had a bad night. That's okay. Today is a new day and the joy of the Lord is here and I'm going to take a hold of it. Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. We have to get to a place that we recognize the devil's MO. You know, God has a plan for your life, but the devil has a plan for your life as well. God wants to strengthen you. The devil wants to take away your strength. God wants to give you life. The devil wants to zap your life. God wants to build you up. The devil wants to destroy you. What the devil wants to do is to get into your head and overwhelm you before you even get out of bed in the morning, before you even start your day. He wants to tell you, you've got so much on your plate today. You gotta meet with your boss and you know that's never a good thing. 
he comes in and he tries to discourage us and overwhelm us and frustrate us really before we've even gotten started because he knows if he can work on getting your strength, he'll work on pulling you down little by little. And if he can zap your strength, ultimately he's gonna be able to zap your joy. So we have to recognize the tools, of, the tools of the enemy, that there's something about standing up in the midst of a battle, standing up in the midst of a bad situation and saying, you know what? I don't care what my life looks like right now. I choose to have joy in Jesus' name. You see, that's faith talking. When we see that we have a situation in front of us and it doesn't look good, but yet we still fight and believe God in the midst of that battle, that's faith talking. But we have to choose to say the words out of our mouth to our situation. Proverbs 15, 15 says, he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of his circumstances, regardless of his circumstances. So what that tells me is that my current life situation should not dictate the day that I have. I have to choose to be happy. I have to choose to enjoy my day. I have to choose to enjoy my family. I have to choose to smile, choose to laugh, and choose to make good memories. I have to choose it first. So number two was, today I choose joy. Number three is I choose to have a positive attitude. I thought this was so interesting. When I was researching, it said that the average person has 42,000 thoughts a day. That in of itself is pretty amazing and incredible. How they can calculate that and monitor that, I'm not really sure, but 42,000 thoughts a day. But here's the sad statistic that I read. 80% of those thoughts are negative. That's pretty incredible, guys. 80% of everything that you think, you and me both think every day about yourself or about someone else is negative. There's a reason that it says in Ephesians to take every thought captive. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep and guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. We have to be careful what we think because um, what we think about will become our thoughts. Our thoughts will become our words. Our words will become our actions. Our actions will become our habits. Our habits will become our character. And ladies and gentlemen, our character is everything to us. We have to actually think about what we're thinking about. Who you are and what you believe doesn't just affect you. It affects all of those around you. What comes out of your mouth ultimately will come out of your children's mouth or ultimately will come out of the mouths of those that are around you, the people that are around you. Because the word says that negativity attracts negativity. Um, What we need to be is people who can find the positive in things. When everything else tells us how impossible our situation is, we say no. With God on our side, all things are possible. Amen? Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Choose your thoughts and then change your thoughts and then you change your world. It's the choices that we make in life that can determine our outcome. All of us are faced with hard times. We all go through hard situations and difficult things, but it's how we respond in those things that are really going to affect us the most. You might say, I know this is a bad situation, but with God, 
God, my God is bigger than what I'm going through. It may not look good right now, but I'm not gonna concentrate on that. I'm gonna concentrate on the fact that God is with me and he is for me. God has promised me the victory. And you know what? That's a great promise to know that God has promised us the victory and that God can give us a positive attitude. So number four, today I will walk in love. Today I will walk in love. Romans 12, nine and 10 says, don't just pretend that you love one another, really love them. Jesus told his disciples that they will know you by the love that you show one another. So the question is, if someone were to look into your life or my life today, would they know that I belong to Jesus by the love that we show the ones around us? Sometimes we can get so busy in life that we forget that there's hurting people sitting in, um, that we can come in contact all around us. This one can be a hard one for me because I'm very task-oriented and I'm very about getting the job done and so I don't focus on the people or the things that are in front of me. I'm just focusing on getting what I need to get done. And so, but God's asking us to become a master at loving people. All of us can work and grow on each and every area that's on this list to help do things better. Ask God to help us be better, but we need to become masters at loving people. You know, I love the example that Jesus um, used in the Bible with the woman who had an issue of blood for so many years. So often we can look at people in the Bible and just think that they're like Bible characters, but you know what? She was a real person. She had, um, she could have been somebody's daughter. She could have been somebody's sister. She, um, She was going through a lot of things and sometimes I think, man, the kind of courage that she had to have to keep on going and keep on fighting. And I think God put this story in there just just for me to say, you know what? We need to make sure that your life is bigger than just you. We need to make sure that we see and love on the people that are around us. You know, she was in the midst of a crowd and they were shooing her away. And Jesus' own disciples, his own modern day security were telling him, no, 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 the master doesn't have time for you. He doesn't care. He doesn't have time. Go away. And I love what Jesus did and it did and it touches my heart and really makes me stop and think, what, where, the, where do I place people in the importance of my life? You know, he was busy and I think we're all busy. We all have things that we're doing. We're all trying to get things done. And you know, he was going to minister. He had a to-do list, but he stopped what he was doing and he turned around because of the love of the father. And he said, who touched me? Who touched me? He stopped the busyness of his life and he took time for a lady that could have been my mother. She could have been your sister. She could have been your daughter. That shows me that I need to stop what I'm doing and I need to love on someone each and every day. I have to choose to live a life on purpose each and every day. I have to choose to live a life of love. You have to stop what you're doing and say, you know what, God, with your help, I'm gonna be able to love today. God, help me see who you would place in front of me to love today. So number four, I will walk in love. Number five, today I will walk in integrity. Psalms 25, 21 says, assign me godliness and integrity as my bodyguards. Godliness and integrity as my bodyguards. You know, integrity is who you are when no one else is looking. Who are you when the doors are closed in your office? Or who are you when you're alone or in the dark? 
You have to get up and pray, today I'm gonna be a person of integrity. Today I'm gonna conduct myself in a way that's gonna make God proud. Today I will be honest in every area of my life so that I can walk in integrity. Number six, today I will walk in God's favor. You know, we all want the favor of God in our life, but do we ask him every day for it? So today I want to walk in the favor of God. Psalms 5 verse 12 says, with favor you will surround me like a shield. God, I want to walk in your favor and I thank you that you're going to open the doors that need to be opened for me today. God, I believe that today because I'm walking in your favor, you're going to bless everything that I put my hand to. Father, I believe that because I'm walking in your favor that you're going to set the right people to cross my path. Today, I will walk in the favor of the Lord. We have to speak it out and confess it over our lives each and every day. So number six, today I will walk in God's favor. Number seven, today I will walk in your freedom. John 8, 32 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 8, 36 says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Father, I thank you that today I can walk in your freedom. I will be free from offense today. I will be free from getting my feelings hurt. I'm gonna be free from anger. I'm gonna be free from frustration. I'm gonna be free from unforgiveness. I choose to walk in your freedom. You know what, why get stressed out and frustrated over the situations that we're going through or over the circumstances in our life when God promises us that we can be free? God promises us that we can have his freedom each and every day. All we have to do is speak it out of our mouths. So number eight, today I will walk in God's peace. Psalms 34, 14 says, seek, inquire for, and crave peace and pursue it or go after it. I love how the Amplified says that, go after it. It's something you're chasing down, go after it. Matthew 5, 9 said, blessed are the peacemakers. You know, my husband is so good at this. He is such a peacemaker and I'm not. I'm kind of like, let's fight, let's argue, let's, you know, because I want my way and he's just like, I'm not gonna argue with you. Um, But he is great at just being a peacemaker in every situation. Um, But you know what I've realized because of him is, you know what, peace begins with me. So Father, I thank you that I'm going to walk in your peace. I'm going to be peaceful. I'm not going to let anyone or anything steal my peace from me. I thank you that my children are peaceful, my house is peaceful, my neighborhood is peaceful, my mind is peaceful, my body is free of turmoil, stress, depression, and frustration. My body will line up with the word of God when it says that I can have peace in Jesus' name. What a great way to start our day off, right? Starting your day off knowing that you can walk in God's peace. Number nine, today I will walk in the path that God has for me. I will walk in the path that God has for me. Do you believe that God can order your steps? Do you believe in divine setups or divine appointments? Proverbs um, 15, nine says, the way of the righteous is plain and raised like a highway. I like the picture that it paints because you know what? If the highway is raised, then I can stay on it. It gives me a plain picture of the path and the purpose that I'm on that I need to walk out um, in my life. Not long ago, I was running some errands and um, like I said, I'm all about a to-do list and I had a bunch of things that I needed to get done before an event and I had planned out my to-do list in the way that was gonna uh, allow me to manage it and get it done the fastest. And so I had all of my things that are on one side of town 
first and then, then I would go to the other side of town. And so as I was leaving the first place, going to the second place, I just had this nudging on the inside of me that I needed to go to Walmart next. Well, I didn't wanna go to Walmart because Walmart was on the other side of town. And so that wasn't how I had planned it and that wasn't what was the best or um, gonna help me accomplish what I needed to get done the fastest. So I was really frustrated. But the further I drove to my second location, I just really felt like um, I needed to go to Walmart. So I ended up in the parking lot at Walmart and I was frustrated, I was upset, but you know what? I just went about my shopping to get my task done, all about crossing off um, those um, uh, items on my list. And so, I was going, and so I was going about my business and I was pushing my cart, not really paying attention to what was going, around, going on around me or really whoever, who, whoever was around me when all of a sudden I heard this voice yell, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're here. I can't believe I'm running into you here. I looked up and then immediately I was like, oh my gosh, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. And it was a lady that God had put on my heart all week long that I had been praying for because she was just walking out a really hard situation and just dealing with some things in her life. And as she got closer to me, I realized that she was crying. And she just said to me, I can't believe I'm running into you here. I just left a message at your office. I just felt like I needed to talk to you. I felt like I needed you to pray with me. So um, we talked for a few minutes and then right there in the middle of the aisle at Walmart, I prayed for her. And I prayed and just asked the Lord that he would work on her behalf and that he would um, help her in the situation that she was walking through and that she was going through. And then um, as I was getting ready to walk away, she grabbed my arm and she said, I can't believe I'm running into you today. I can't believe God heard my prayer. Talk about a divine setup. Talk about walking in the path that God has for you. What she didn't know is that really God had heard my prayer when I had prayed to him and asked him that morning to set me up. She thought that I was being a blessing to her when all reality, God was answering my prayer and she was a blessing to me. And what I love about that whole story is, you know what, even though I had attitude, even though I was mad, even though I was frustrated because it wasn't how I wanted to do things, God still cared enough about her and God still cared enough about me that he set us up that we could be a blessing in each other's life. So God set me up that day to bless somebody else. And so I think we need to pray each and every day that we walk in the plan that God has for, uh, for each of us, the plan that God has for you and he has for me. Okay, number 10, I will guard my tongue. I will guard my tongue. We know this, but do we focus on this each and every day? Do we focus on the fact that we need to guard our tongue? Proverbs uh, 10 verse 11 says, the mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Psalms 39.1 says, I will take heed and guard my ways so that I will not sin with my tongue. Psalms 19.14 says, let my unspoken words and thoughts be pleasing to you. So it's the old saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So Father, I'm gonna guard my words today that they will be life-giving and life-changing. They will build up and not tear down. They will encourage others. I thank you, Father, that my word will deliver me and not destroy me. We have to get our mouths to line up with the word of God. So how about, how, how, how do you do this? How do we do this in the midst of a bad situation? You know, things may not look good for you right now, but you have to declare out of your mouth that you know what, all things will work together 
together for good for those who serve the Lord. I might be facing a difficult situation today, but I got to speak out of my mouth that God will perfect the things that concern me. I may feel like I'm in a pit or I'm in the lowest valley, but I will speak and declare that God will send forth his word and that he will deliver me from the pit of destruction. You see, we can't use our words to describe our situation. We have to use our words to change our situation. So today we need to guard our tongue. Number 11, today I will find the good in people. Philippians 2, 3 says, let each other think of others better than they think of themselves. You know, I used to tell this one to my girls all the time, treat others better than you want to be treated. Find something good in somebody today. Number 12, today I will encourage someone. Proverbs 15, 23 says, the right words spoken at the right time. Oh, how good they are. You know, you might be at a restaurant later this afternoon and you know what, maybe the waiter or the waitresses is just messing up your order left and right. You know what, just encourage them. We all are going through something. We all have something that's going on in our life. And you know what, Um, instead of getting mad, just say something about them that will lift them up and encourage them today. Number 13, today I will have a thankful heart. I will have a thankful heart. First Thessalonians 3, 5 says, thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. So we have to remember to thank God. Father, I thank you that I woke up this morning. Father, I thank you that even though all hell's breaking loose in my life, I thank you that you're still on the throne. I thank you that you haven't gone on vacation and you haven't forgotten about me. I thank you that you're taking care of my every need. I think sometimes we get so busy in life and we get so busy in praying and asking God to do things for us that we forget to just thank him for what he's already done or thank him for what he's doing in our life currently. So we have to have a thankful heart. Number 14, today I will trust God completely. Today I will trust God completely. Sometimes I have to be reminded of this. This one's a hard one for me because, you know, I want to get everything done and I want to do what's going on in my life myself. And so I have to remember that I have to trust God completely. You know, the word says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path. So this morning, what are you leaning on? Are you leaning on your husband to help with that situation with the kids? Are you leaning on maybe a bonus to help with a financial situation? What are you leaning on today? Proverbs 20, 24 says, the Lord is directing our steps, so why try to understand everything that happens along the way? God, I don't know why this is happening in my life, but I trust you. God, I don't know why I'm going through this right now, but I'm going to trust you. I heard someone say that obedience is, re- is required, understanding is optional. You know, we're all gonna face things in our life that we're just not gonna have an answer for, that we're not gonna understand, and it doesn't matter. You know what, we always have to be obedient to the word of God, no matter what our situation is, no matter what we're facing. So number 14 was, I will trust God completely. Number 15 is, today I will be courageous. I will have a brave heart. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is pressing through the fear, pressing through in spite of the fear. Psalms 27, 14 says, be brave and have good courage. Courage. 
Be brave and of good courage, sorry. Let your heart be stout and enduring. I'm determined that fear will not control me. It will not dominate me and it will not lead me. I will be courageous. God is with me and he is for me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The devil has no power over me. I am more than a conqueror. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. See, we have to understand and know that what is in front of you and what lies behind you is nothing compared to what lies within you. What lies within you is the greater one. The greater one is on the inside of you and so therefore you are more than a conqueror. If you're sitting in here this morning and you have Jesus on the inside of your how on the inside of your heart, the greater one lives on the inside of you. If you're sitting here this morning and you don't, we're going to give you an opportunity because you know what? You can't walk out the plan and the purpose that God has for your life. You can't speak these words out of your mouth and expect God to do something in your life if you don't have him on the inside of your heart. So number 15 was today I want to be courageous. Number 16, today I will accomplish what I set out to do. This one is my most, 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 most favorite. Um, I will accomplish everything that I have set out to do. I tell myself this every morning. Father, I thank you that you will add hours to my day and you will help me use my time wisely. I think so many of us can be frustrated with our life situation, are frustrated at where we are in life. And a lot of it is we just don't use our time wisely. We just don't do what God's asking us to do. We get sidetracked and go off on something else that we want to do. But Psalms 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8 says, finishing is better than starting. Finishing is better than starting. I love this one because there's a man that lives in our house with us and you know what? He is great at starting things, not so great at finishing things. And that is a major pet peeve of mine. And you know what? We recently moved into a new house, um, a new house to us. And um, we've been decorating it and I got a little coffee table. And so um, Camry went out into the garage and dug through all of the game boxes to find some puzzles. And so she brought a puzzle out and you know what, bless her heart, she really wants to be good at it. But Callie and I are really the bomb at puzzles. And so we were putting the puzzles together and this puzzle together and she's helping us. And this man that lives with us, um, he was sitting on the couch playing a video game Something to do with forts and nights, I'm not quite sure. Um, it's really hard for me to understand because I don't see forts and it's not at night. So, um, but he was sitting there playing his game and we were trying to get him to participate and to play with us. And he didn't want to. He kept saying, no, we're having family time. We're all in here together. Um, but we, we weren't. We weren't having any of that. And so Callie and I had worked really hard. And one night I got tired and so I went to bed. Well, she stayed up to the wee hours of the morning and finished this puzzle. And I didn't know that until the next morning I got up and I walk out and I see, oh, she's finished it. And as I got closer, closer, I got so frustrated because, oh, I hate when this happens. And there's a missing piece. And you're like, oh, there's no accomplishment. Um, and so a few days went by and we couldn't find this missing piece. And we were looking under the couch. We were looking under the coffee table. We thought, did the dogs run off and eat this puzzle piece? What happened? What is it? And so a couple of days um, longer went by and all of a sudden the girls and I were in the house and this man that lives with us that was sitting on the couch playing um, his game, he, all of a sudden we hear him yelling and we're like, what's going on? And he's like, ah, I found it, I found it. And he, he's like, look, guys. And so we all walk in there and we look and he puts this 
puzzle piece in the puzzle. And he's like, I finished it. I finished it. And we were so mad. We were so, so mad because now he thinks he had a part to do in our puzzle. But we keep reminding him he did not just because he found this one puzzle piece um, and stuck it in there. No, he did not participate. But we have to say, Father, I thank you that I will finish everything that I put my hand to today. Father, I'm going to finish every task that I start today. But number 17, today I will know God in a deeper way. You know, we all want to know God more today than we did yesterday. But do we pray and ask him every day to help us with that? Lord, I thank you that you can help me know you deeper today than yesterday. Philippians 3.10 says, my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I will become deeper and intimately acquainted with him. Colossians 2 verse 7 says, let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishments from him so that you keep on growing in the Lord. I love that Colossians 2 7 because the picture that that paints is what do roots do? Roots grow down and then they provide nourishment for the tree. And that's the same picture that God's painting. The more I read the word, the more I pray the word, then that provides nourishment for, um, for the Lord to be able to draw on because I'm speaking it out of my mouth. So I'm just like you when I say, you know what? I want to know God deeper today than I did yesterday. And lastly, I am expecting God to do great things in my life today. I thank you, God, that you're that I'm going to do great things that be through you today. I'm expecting you to do something great in my life. Psalms 42:11 says, "Expect God to act." Psalms 119.81 says, I expect your help for you have promised it. So often we receive what we expect because we haven't expected anything. Sometimes we expect to receive nothing. Sometimes we receive nothing because we've expected nothing. Zechariah 9.12 says, be a prisoner of hope. Be a prisoner of hope. Psalms 130 verse five says, I will wait for the Lord. I expectantly wait and in his word do I hope. What are you hoping for today? Today could be the day that your life turns around. Dream big dreams today. Trust God for the little things. God's word coming out of your mouth will never return void. God's word coming out of your mouth can produce powerful results in your life. It can turn an ordinary day into an extraordinary day. It can cause common people like you and me to do uncommon things in God. But the most important thing is we have to read the word. So therefore we know the word and we have to expect God to perform the word in our lives because we're speaking it out of our mouth. So to go along with our summer prayer focus, we've got you, we've gotten you some SPF lip balm. We want to make sure that those lips of yours stay nice and protected as you pray the word of God out over your lives each and every day. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.